Mutiny Radio listener. It is 6 o'clock. It's time for the joke workshop. We're going to hold a little bit. Don't worry. We're going to hold just a little bit waiting for the people. It's a short list tonight anyway, so no worries. Just chill out, people, and listen to some flat black plastic. And we'll be back in a little bit with the joke workshop here every Monday, 6 o'clock, Mutiny Radio. .fm and .sf. Also, coming up at the end of October, we're going to be having, rather than it being a joke workshop, it's going to be an actual class, It'll be a six-week class that we'll be teaching, and you can apply, you can pay for that anyway. Check out mutinyradio.fm for all details, and enjoy some music while we get ready for joke workshop. Road. With a gleam of sweet life in the air, groovy with gold in your pocket, riding a wild set of wheels at an easy pace. <sighs> Are you there? Everything is smooth and cool. There's some traffic, but not too much traffic. But it's all right, you see, because you've got everything covered. You understand? You're driving along in the field of the sun and the radio's swinging a beautiful, crazy, wild tune. And you feel so good, you feel right in there tight. Can you feel it? Yes. And suddenly your mind goes over to Hitleyville. You start thinking about a beautiful girl that you met there five years ago. And what a gasser she was. Oh, oh, take me now! Beautiful. Have your nose rubbed in a rose garden so many roses? You can't tell later. You can think about how charming she was, how gracious her people were, what a ball you had, what a beautiful time, how, how, how sweet, how generous, how, how crazy, how like a home in a home in a home in a home home. Kick it was. <laughs> and you got to think of how you went out to the lake and you, ooh, man. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. <laughs> and you go many, many other places along that Rosetta, the Reverie Creek, and all of a sudden you say, Right? I haven't hit anything. I don't think I have no. The fender's all right? Yes. Good. Excellent.
Ahmed Nawaz very significant movement, the scene of the Alva Nunez Cabeza de Vaca. He's a soldier for Ferdinand I of Spain, and he was sent to the New World after Bullion, and he flipped. He said to you, to, in order to know what it means to have nothing, you must have nothing! <laughs> and that's what he had in spades. <laughs> Through the story, he gave me the knowledge of the healing of the hand. And uh, I want you to dig it deeply. Get your key. I'll just straighten it out a little bit for you. Met an Indian chief. You started with that. They were started with that. All right, we've got a quorum of comedians now, and we're going to get started with the joke workshop here on Mutiny Radio. Uh, we got a short list, but hey, that's cool. We're going to do sets and uh, pay attention to each other's jokes and all that kind of stuff. Oh, I can't find my horn. There were children in here today, and so the horn is somewhere. I'll find it. But, uh, yeah, we do four-minute sets, and you'll hear a horn. And that's how things work. All right. Uh, excited for your first comedian. Everybody, clap your hands together for Mark Palchuk. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'm 73. And I got to tell you, at my age, <laughs> I rarely know what day it is. You know, this morning I got up and I got dressed for church. Getting dressed for church on Monday morning, that is so stupid. I don't go to church on Monday morning. I'm Jewish. I don't go to church at all. So I grew up in Akron, Ohio in the 1960s, and there was nothing to do back then. Well, except for going to evangelical churches like Save. And I went, even though I'm Jewish, for entertainment purposes, I got to see the Reverend Rex Humbard preach at the cathedral tomorrow. Oh, he was amazing. To this day, I can still hear him preaching. Ah, have the power to take away all of your sins. Ah, have the power to take away all of your ills. Ah, have the power to take all major credit cards. And boy, howdy, I wanted that power. So I went to my career counselor and I said, Rabbi, I want to be an evangelical preacher. <laughs> and that's when I found out they don't let Jews do that. So I still wanted to fuck with people, so I became the next best thing, a lawyer. Now, as a lawyer, I spend a lot of time on airplanes, and I don't like it. I particularly do not like turbulence or crashing. Last week, I was flying from D.C. to Dallas, and oh, God, was it turbulent. My stomach was doing more flips than Simone Bowles. And just as we should have been landing in, in Dallas, the pilot comes on and says, uh, Ladies and gentlemen, I regret to inform you that uh, Dallas is closed because of weather and we're running out of fuel. Great. Nothing worse than turbulence is crashing. And just as I was looking for a prayer book of 
any faith or my rosary beads. Look, I know I'm Jewish, but come on. We were crashing. I needed help. My neighbor, seatmate, Alice, grabbed my arm and goes, Oh, no. Karma is getting even with me for having a glorious affair in D.C. And just as she said that, the plane went up on one wing <coughs> and then tipped over, <coughs> nose down, <coughs> and landed. Hallelujah! We all were applauding. Well, except for Alice. Oh, my. When I thought we were going to die, I texted my husband, and I admitted my mortal sin. <laughs> oh, Alice, <laughs> you are an idiot. In D.C., everybody gets screwed. <laughs> so I have a granddaughter here in the Bay Area, and I think it's lovely, except you guys got way too many NIMBY liberals. You know what I mean? All for Black Lives Matter, and so they want to put in affordable housing in the neighborhood, and it's like, whoa, not in my backyard. All, all for defund the police, yeah, until there's a homeless person on the lawn and they're first one to call 911, and all for gender fluidity until their first tender date is a gender reveal party. Hey, I hate the fact that just because I'm over 70, people think that I'm old. On the train, pregnant women give me their seats, and my only pickup line is help. I fall and I can't get it up. I'm Mark Palchik. Mark Palchik, everyone. Hooray. Taking the bullet for everybody. Thanks for doing that. All right. Uh, moving from the oldest to the youngest. Uh, put your hands together. <laughs> I know. It's, it's Harvey Walshavon. Yay. Oh, long ago, when a young boy from Chicago town walked in a me, Hune, Hune had looked at each other. We were like, what are you talking about? Hune, how old are you? You got to think about it. Okay, cool. 24. Your, uh, your facts are on point today, Pam. Um, guys, I've been, uh, been suffering a lot lately, um, which is good, apparently. I don't know what's on y'all's TikTok algos. Uh, but mine is a lot of people who are very invested in me being in constant pain. Mostly like red pill, sigma, grind set guys, uh, also feminists. Uh, weird, weird time to, key, uh, to team up, guys, you know? Uh, usually not on the same page about most things, but they're still uh, down to clown on my, on my happiness. Um, yeah, I think a lot of, a lot of young guys... I uh, get told, like, hey, you need to suffer, you need to make something of yourself. So I've been trying, trying my best. Uh, I've been working on this plantar fasciitis for about three years, so I'm in almost constant pain. It's going well. Um, I have to sit down a lot, it's hard to stand. Sit a lot on the bus. Um, you know, starting to feel like I'd be a better person a better man if uh, I got this fasciitis treated, let that pregnant lady sit, but, you know, trust the process. It'll come back around. Um, been thinking, thinking about my life a lot lately. Uh, lost my AirPods, so 
There's, there's nothing to drown out the thoughts anymore. Um, yeah, what are they, I, I don't get high. I don't smoke weed. Uh, so recently, hold on, Pam. You're gonna you're gonna love this. Uh, but I smoked weed this past couple weekends. Yeah. Um, really set me straight. Uh, I got high and I realized a couple of realizations. Uh, one is that uh, we're really lucky. Sunscreen isn't black. And two. <laughs> Two, uh, I really got to learn how to swim because uh, there was this kid on a date in, with like a group of girls and he did not know how to swim and I resonated with him like too much. He was like, guys, I wonder how deep it is like as he's drowning to kind of cover the fact that he's slowly sinking. Uh, it was, it resonated too much. That's my move. So I need to get on that. Oh man, what else we got here? Um, anything else I want to talk about? Plantar fasciitis. Mm, already missed that punchline. Okay, plantar fasciitis. Been working on that for like three years, which is quite the commitment. Because uh, I don't give a fuck about plants or fascism. So I just don't know much about them. Don't know much about them. I think people use them to decorate or something. Um, I think that's everything I got, guys. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Please to live. Yay, Harvey. Yay. I'm sorry for your plantar fasciitis. If you ever want me to touch your feet, I'm in. Your. <laughs> I didn't mean that in a creepy way, but it came out much creepier than I anticipated. Apologies. Everyone. Uh, your next comedian, so funny and wonderful. Clap your hands together for Spencer Devine. Yo, Harvey, my man, if you ever want me to touch your feet. I totally meant that in a weird way. I want to fuck your feet. Uh, what's the matter with a couple of defund the police signs? That's, that's fine. It's fine. I, I'm more comfortable with the old man saying get off my lawn than the old man who's like get on my lawn <laughs> no oh, why that guy has set a trap for you Th that guy has a bunch of war memorabilia he has some proximity mines that he should not be in possession of that's why he wants you on his lawn here's why we defund the police because vigilante justice would be fine okay you know the only problem with batman there's only one Batman, okay? Imagine if everyone in Gotham was Batman. It wouldn't be a problem anymore. We, they'd just beat each other up. It'd be justice on justice. Eye for an eye, you know? Gives everyone a cool-ass eye patch. Mostly, mostly, I don't think laws are fair. I want to do whatever I want to do. I want to kill a man if I want to kill a man. It's not fair that only bulimic people get to purge. That's all I'm that's all I'm saying. Robocop, okay? Robocop lived in an apocalyptic wasteland. He is the police of the future. He was a terrible police officer. He was not a good police officer at all. It's like he would have had a better record if you like 
duct taped an, an Uzi to a Roomba, and you're like, go! <laughs> like, uh, he killed a lot of people! So I guess he's, like, pretty good for a police officer. <laughs> he's doing his job correctly. Uh, what? You guys remember the show, um, uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple? Uh, and, you know, I... I got. I really like that show. So I recently looked up the statistical analysis of the which teams won the most. You know, and there, there's a there. Kids like the Red Jaguars were always the athletic kids. The Silver Snakes were always the cool kids smoking cigarettes backstage. No one loved the Purple Parrots. They never won. Their parents didn't pick them up after the show. Uh, so in the temple, though, in the temple. There's these guys called the temple guards, okay? And their whole job is they hide behind stuff. And then when a kid opens the wrong door, they're like, ah! And they, like, grab the kid. And they're like, you're not going to get away. You got to bet Nickelodeon was super careful in those job interviews. <laughs> like, who they pick. Like, you got to ask the questions and see whose eyebrows perk up. When you're like, hey, your job summary is you're going to lay in wait and grab a child. Uh, the correct response is, say what? <laughs> Not, oh, say that again. You know, like, uh, it's a great show. Uh, Olmec, let it get to his head, though. Guys, Olmec, giant head. Don't worry about it. It's the 90s. Fuck you. I you remember when families could pick a giant nose together as a family, and now where have all our morals gone? Uh, I don't get why there's a gun control debate. Everyone's so upset about it. They're like, this person should get a gun, and this person shouldn't get a gun. This doesn't matter. Look at the original Declaration of Independence. It clearly states we all have the right to bear arms. B-E-A-R. Check the history books. Follow the honey, sir. Because uh, think about it. It'd be a much safer place to live. Have you ever seen a bear... With a gun? No, you have not. They don't have the thumbs for it. And to clarify, this is a bears that live in the woods joke and not a bears that live in the Castro joke because there's always someone. Did you know you're in San Francisco and that bears are a nature thing and a gay thing? Yes, I know. That's why I wrote the joke. <laughs> to further clarify, okay, this, if, if, you, if you're still confused, it's less of a... Honey, please, and more of a honey, please. <laughs> you know, that's the kind. Of, it's also not like a bear arms joke, burr. It's like a bear arms joke, grr. And people are still going to come at you and they're going to be like, Spencer, bears, bear claws. They had claws. Do you, what about bear claws? You know who a bear claw is going to kill? A fucking diabetic. And we're better off without them. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I, I'm, I promise you, I'm not a corporate shill for Big Tank Top. This is not a bare arm joke. The most dangerous clothing accessory. Because if you take a tank top and you put on a tank bottom, full tank, full tank. You don't have a license for that. You're not in the military. Okay, thank you. I'm Spencer Devine. Give it oh, up for Pam Pam. Yay, Spencer Devine. That was amazing. Um, Guy, who are you? Are you, are you a cop? Are you a shill? Are you a comedian in wait? Are you, do you want to sign up or are you just a person watching? Just a yeah. member of the, that's amazing. Real person. Thank you for being here. Without you, this is schizophrenia.
Uh, your next comedian came all the way from Sacramento. Clap your hands together for Joe Contenu. Wow, Harvey talking uh, about that algorithm. I don't know. I don't get, I'm too old to get algorithms. I just wish I got different stuff on my TikToks and my YouTube. See, all I get is Nazi propaganda, <laughs> how to pee better, and little girls doing gymnastics. If anybody knows the, if anybody knows, if anybody knows the email of the TikTok guys, I would like to send them a message to send me some different stuff. Mark, I don't say how old I am, but my current girlfriend is also my last girlfriend. That's how old I am. Hey, happy 9-11 day. On 9-11, what was that, 2001, was it? Yeah. I was in, uh, I was staying in a youth hostel in St. Paul outside of Minnesota, outside of Minneapolis, and the uh, place was full when the towers went down, and all transportation stopped, and um, everybody on buses, planes, trains, cars just came and hung at the youth hostel, which was nuts because people all over the world and uh, the general sentiment was like, uh, how come you guys are so surprised that they blew up your shit? <laughs> You've been fucking with people all over the world. It's over, overdue. But uh, I, had, um, I had plane tickets to fly to Toronto for a few days of partying with my friends. And as soon as they opened up the airports, I jumped on a plane, went over to Toronto. And coming back in, they were just starting to formulate the... Um, new rules about what you could bring out because box cutters could bring down towers, right? So they were trying to make a list of stuff you couldn't bring on the plane anymore. And so they used to, they gave the questionnaire right at the ticket where you put your bags in at the ticket counter. They went through the list. Do you have any of this stuff on you? And they're asking, of course, box cutters and knives and all kinds of stuff, you know, bomb-making materials and nail clippers. I said, do you have a nail? I said, yes, I do have a nail clipper. And they said, well, you can't bring that on the plane. I said, what are my choices? They said, well, you can throw it away or you can pack it separately and we'll put it through baggage with your name on it. So I just wanted to see how far. I said, you know, this, this is an heirloom. This is a family heirloom. This nail clipper has been in my family for generations. I don't want to throw it out, so I want to ship it through. And so they got a box, and they put my name on it, a big old box, and just put it in. They didn't pad it or anything like that. It was shaking around in this big old cookie box. And uh, I put my name on it, threw it on the belt. And it did end up uh, coming back out in, in Minneapolis. But as they threw that box with my nail clipper on the belt, I felt vulnerable. I said, now, if anything goes down on the plane, I got nothing to defend myself with. And they didn't think that was funny, and they threatened to arrest me for making a joke about terrorism. 9-11. My, my friend told me he was uh, depressed and he was thinking about killing himself. I said, and now you want to fuck up my day? My father always liked me best. I was the only one born cesarean. Dating a yoga chick. 
bites her nails. Her toenails. Toenails. Hey, I'm Joe Kanye from Sacramento. Thanks for letting me up here tonight. Mutiny. Give back up for your host, Pam Benjamin. Kanye and his 9-11 story. Uh, he's gonna get you with that nail clipper. An older, yeah, it, it, an old, an old man is more liable to cut you with his toenails than his toenail clippers. Have you ever seen an old man's big spiky? Like, like, they're like a T-Rex. Big nails, right? Uh, your next comedian, clap your hands together, everybody. It's Brady Pearson. Yay! <laughs> Hey, everybody, hold on one second. How's it going? This is on a joke workshop, so we're going to try to. Don't try to work on it. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Well, we'll do that later. Oh, my God, you want me to? We know that one works. We know that one fits. We know that one absolutely fits, ladies and gentlemen. Um, it's, well, it's, it's quite simple. Okay. So, w what's going on with this world? It's very depressing. Like, is nothing sacred? I was scrolling through my Facebook feed and... My whole world just blew up in my face. I didn't know if I could take it anymore. There's nothing, nothing sacred. I don't know how to say this, y'all, but Dracula's a vegan. I was like, is, what the, Dracula is a vegan. Can't we have anything? I mean, I don't care if he's a multiple mur murdering maniac throwing people and impaling them in pits. My fantasy is blown away. Where is my man who's like, would eat the guts of that person that he threw up there, right? That he just like walks through the garden going, what a beautiful morning. No, this motherfucker like had some kind of, what, sauteed spinach and oil with garlic? That goes against everything I know. Makes me very sad like you can never think or meet your heroes. See what else do we have here? Oh, so I just moved to the uh, Tenderloin. Anybody, San Franciscans, any, uh, does everyone here know what the Tenderloin is, everybody? The most savory part of San Francisco, the most savory of savory neighborhoods. I've certainly gotten a taste for it the few months I've been living there. I really thought I had seen everything at the open-air drug team, but you know, I have to say for the first time in my life, I had never seen a bassinet of meth. I know, I mean, this, this guy seriously has like a pram. Full of fucking meth. And this guy's like, someone's like, you got two? He's like, yeah, man. Opens up the baby, tosses out some meth. Now, that is some convenient shit in my neighborhood. Talk about service. Does anyone know about um, Gen X? Do you guys, any Gen Xers in the house? How old are you? You must be, right? Barely, maybe. One of those fucking millennials, right? Does anybody know, like, what Gen X is for? Do, do, do you know? Yeah, what, what 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 are we? Because you know, like everybody talks about, yeah, what what? Well, we're that. We, we definitely read that. What I'm just saying is, like, no one talks about Gen X. I mean, we were these motherfuckers. Like, without us, we were the first people to play your vi video games. We were your first uh, game. We played your first video game. 
We did your first cocaine. We got addicted to games just before you did. Aren't you happy? Like, if it weren't for us getting addicted to games, you never would have been. If we hadn't played all those games, what would you have done? How would you have lost all those hours playing Final Fantasy? <laughs> right? We did a lot for you. We sacrificed all of our time for you because we care. But I don't care so much. Um, I've been thinking recently about the uh, headlines going on. And going back to the singing, so does anybody here know um, Peaches and Herb? Anybody? From the 70s? Reunited, right? Reunited. You, you know this song. You know this song. You must. No, you're too young. I, yes, thank you. Thank you. So, reunited and so I was thinking doing something like this. Reunited and it feels so good. Reunited cause law understood. It's one perfect thing indicting this one is it. I'm just so excited Trump got Reindicted, yeah, yeah. Thank you. We're working it out. And finally, this is for Pam because I don't sing it enough. It's the time I've got. It's a hot cock life for us. It's a hot cock life for us. I'll fuck you, fuck me. We'll come as can be. It's a hot cock life. Thank you, I'm Brady. Hello. Yay, Brady Pearson. Yay. re yes. Uh, hey, I'm so glad that everyone's still here and this real guy, this actual person, real person is here and we have a couple comedians left, so hold fast. Your next one is so funny and wonderful. Clap your hands together for Hunate Shakur, yay. <laughs> Thank you, real person. Um, I know they say you're not supposed to, but I did forget it was 9-11 today. Um, uh, and I I have a 9-11 story. So my dad told me when I, f I was pretty young when it happened, and my dad told me that after it happened, he invited a bunch of relatives over, and then I thought that was a perfect audience to recreate 9-11 for with Legos. And I didn't do it with just one tower, I did it with both. Um, and he was like, that seems pretty insensitive now that you're older, right? I was like, it does, but not as bad as you inviting a bunch of brown people into a single household a day of 9-11. I was like, that sounds like it was way worse of an idea. Um, I don't know if you've seen this on Facebook, but it like tells you, hey, you want to see what you posted 13 years ago today? And I'm always like, there's nothing 15-year-old me said that I care about now anymore. Um, but one day I was like, let me see. And so I pulled it up. And it was like, Pulp Fiction is a good movie. I was like, yeah, I agree with that. And then it, uh, the next one's like, for real, for real, I'll fuck with big booty bitches. And I was like, 15-year-old me. <laughs> Still what I think. That, well, nothing's changed. Um, I think all ghosts are boomers. Like, I think every ghost in a scary movie is a boomer. Uh, mainly because it seems like their idea of messing with someone is committing property crime. And I don't think that works with us anymore because we don't care. Like, I was like, you can fuck up my apartment. I don't <laughs> give a shit. I feel like if I were a ghost and I was in charge of haunting this generation, um, I would take their phones and post racial slurs in the middle of the night. And then in the morning, they would have to figure out what happened. Um, like, fucking with uh, their porch or their lights isn't that scary, but waking up to the morning and finding out you posted 
15 nudes on him. Now that still hunting. Um, I can tell how far from the city I am based on the type of comments I get. Like I was pretty far up north and a cashier at Walgreens looked at me and was like, hey, I recently watched Life of Pi. And I was, I was just like, damn, that's crazy because I recently watched Forrest Gump. That's... <laughs> Um, I went on three dates with this girl, and then I was like, hey, I'm going to go to Hawaii for a week. And she was like, oh, I don't think I can get a week off of work. <laughs> and I was like, that's great, because I didn't invite you. <laughs> um, and then she was like, my grandpa has always wanted to go to Hawaii, but he died. And I was like, I heard that. Um, and she's like, can you take the ashes with you and spread them? In Hawaii, I was like, we've been on three dates. I haven't even seen you naked yet. You want me to see your grandpa's ashes? I was like, also Hawaii has a pretty strict no. I think. Um, um, I don't think I'm a bad person. I just think I'm a lazy person. Like my friend texted me the other day. She was like, Huneid, my grandma's really sick. Um, I'm taking her to the hospital. And I felt really lazy, so I just responded with a thumbs up. And she responded, that was pretty rude. And I was like, it could have been worse. I could have responded with a thumbs down, you know? All right, thank you. everyone. Hooray. All right, only a couple comedians left. Your next one, put your hands together for Denise Lee. So, so growing up, I was I was a high school athlete, and people are always like, "Oh, it's so cool that you're a high school athlete." Uh, it's not it's not cool when your sport is competitive ping pong. No, like the the way the way that football was for Texas high schools, that was that was ping pong for the Dallas Chinese community. Uh, I I competed in ping pong tournaments every weekend, but I never bragged about it to any of my classmates because I'm very humble. And because I lost every single match, okay. I don't think I don't think people respect ping pong as a sport because the name is just the sound that the game makes. <laughs> yeah, like no one calls swimming splish splash. No one calls basketball squeak squeak. No one calls wrestling. I'm secretly gay. You know, like not a not a thing. Uh, my parents originally made me play ping pong, though, because I was a very chubby kid, and my doctor told them that sports could help me lose weight, which is pretty crazy when you think about it, like uh, playing ping pong for weight loss, right? That's like playing ping pong to lose your virginity. It's just not very effective. <laughs> uh, I uh, I went to I went to high school with a bunch of boys and uh, high school boys are pretty scary but I think the only thing scarier than high school boys racist high school boys yeah like uh, senior year of high school I got a car and my parking spot was next to this guy named Luke and every time Luke saw me pull into the parking lot he'd be like bad driver alert bad driver alert which why did he have to call me a bad driver all because I rear-ended him twice. You know, I didn't understand that. I've lived in San Francisco for a few years now, and I, I feel like San Francisco has made me super pessimistic. 
And I know I'm more pessimistic now because I carry a jacket with me everywhere I go. Like when I walk outside in the morning, I see the sun shining. I'm just like, oh, that's going to go away soon too. One of my coworkers, Nick, he's he's very optimistic still because he's young and ambitious and white. And um, and uh, recently we had to stay late at the office and I looked outside and I was like, oh my God, it's so dark outside already. And he looked at me dead in the eyes and goes, bring your own sunshine. And I was like, that's a gay ass thing to say, <laughs> respectfully. You know, don't report me to HR. <laughs> uh, but... Uh, one one thing I don't like about San Francisco is how much more trash there is these days. Like the other the other day I walked out of my apartment and there were like 10 banana peels on the ground and I was I was so upset. I called my friend. I was like, "Can you believe San Francisco is turning into Super Mario Brothers?" Okay, this is like level level 10 or something. Princess Peach is here, but Princess Peach is on crack. Oh. Uh, Luigi is here too. I'm assuming he thinks he's Luigi at least. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, okay, so here here's a final thought. I don't know what to do with it yet. Uh, I I know that you shouldn't care about like the types of jobs people have, but but I do like especially like if I'm gonna date them. Like I I've always had a crush on on this one guy. Uh, it's never gonna work out because he's gay. Uh, <laughs> But but he he is an award-winning author, okay? And I think it's so beautiful because, like, if he were to sext me, like, I would be sexted by, like, a Pulitzer Prize winner, you know? And I think that's great. He showed me one of the sex that he sent someone. Uh, the text said something along the lines of, uh, there's something to be said about bodies entangled in the summer air. <laughs> and I was like, no wonder he ghosted you, <laughs> you know? <laughs> But I thought it was nice. I also really wanted, I want to date a chef too. I want to date a chef mostly because like, I feel like I would just love the validation from him. Like if he were to eat me out and enjoyed it, <laughs> I'd be like, oh my God, I have a Michelin star, <laughs> you know? Okay, that's it for me. Thank you. Good evening, everyone. Hooray. Uh, we have three comics left, so stick around. Uh, put your hands together for your next one. It's Taraj. Yay! Hey, what's up, y'all? Trying out some new stuff, so uh, bear with me on this one. Um, I was born and raised in the Bay. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Like, uh, yeah, some of you guys didn't see shit on the street till you were adults, but... Um, I was born and raised in that. No, just kidding. I'm from San Jose. It's pretty nice. Uh, but anyway, like I, I feel like growing up in the Bay, like one of the saddest days of my life. One of the sad, like I remember it vividly. The saddest day of my life was when I realized I was probably too old to keep on like hopping over the gates where they take your clipper card at the BART. Man, dude, holy shit. That was really coming to terms with the passage of time right there. Like... Uh, and, and, like, I know uh, there are people older than me who still do it, but, like, come on, man. There's got to be a fucking cutoff. Like, you can't be 70 years old and still fucking doing that shit, dude. Like, come on, bro. Social Security can't get you the $3 you need. What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, some Bart humor for you guys. Um, Spencer appreciates some Bart humor. <laughs> you can tell by his ha. But, um, 
Stop jacking off. Stop jacking off. Boys, you're proud of me? Proud of me? Thanks, Spencer. <laughs> you know, I'm cleaning my house more. I got nothing else to do, dude. Fucking organizing shit, dude. Bought folders. Like, well, I don't even have documents, dude. <laughs> um, but, like, no, nah, dude, like, it, it wasn't by choice. I, like, I've been going through, like, a lot of, like, I moved into a new apartment, and I can't figure out how to, like, pull down the blinds all the way, so that's why I stopped jacking off. And, like, it will not go down all the way. Like, believe me, I fucking tried, dude. I tried so fucking hard. And, like, you know, I feel like I got to make a choice now. I'm, like, ready to burst. I can either, like, jack off in the living room, you know, and, like, just, like, if my housemates come in, I can, like, try to shame them, you know. I can be, like, oh, why are you making me feel bad about my kink, you fucking close-minded fuck? Or I could really get into, like, voyeurism, you know. Like, I could, like, there's definitely, like, homeless people always outside my apartment, like, um, so they could see me. But, like, maybe, you know, maybe I, I see them jacking off, so I guess I shouldn't feel too weird if they see me, you know. Like, I guess it's just, like, giving back to the community. Giving back to the community. Hey, man, this premise doesn't even make sense. Can't you just jack off in the shower? No, I don't jack off standing off, you fucking weirdo. Yeah, man. Yeah, dude, if you jack off in the shower, you're weird. That's... If you take away anything from my set, please take away that. Um, this this fucking crazy behavior. Um, this is a long joke, but I'll try a short version. Um, so I, I'm on Hinge. Any any you fellas on Hinge? Okay, one guy. <laughs> okay, thank you, thanks, Pam. But like, um, the way Hinge works is really interesting because uh, they have this section of the app where it's like all the hot people and you have to pay to be able to message them. Yeah, no, th it's, it's crazy, it's crazy. And it's also really, you know when someone's paying them. And it's like, it's fucked up dude, cause like, obviously I always knew I wasn't like a hot guy, you know, but like, I didn't like definitively know that, you know? Like, uh, the whole time I was just like, you know what? Maybe these girls just haven't seen me in the right lighting. Maybe they just haven't seen me, you know, with my hair done, no glasses, wearing a nice shirt. Maybe me on my tippy toes, but also my, like, view of my feet are obscured so they can't tell that I'm doing that. Maybe then, like, but no. Um, anyway, like, um, it's also fucked up because, like, I'm like I feel like any ugly person on Hinge like people are paying so they don't interact with you, you know? Like you're uh, like like some girls just like I'm going to use the free version of this app. No way I'm going to pay for Hinge and then like they get a message from me like hey 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 what's up? I do I do comedy. And they're like oh shit, I got to I got to upgrade to premium. <laughs> All right, thank you so much for the extra time, Pam. <laughs> Clapping for Duraj, everyone. That was exciting, exciting stuff. A uh, couple comedians left. Uh, clap for me. Yay.
Gonna use a different microphone. Okay. Start. Couple things. First, you're talking about the BART. Fuck, man. I'm so mad at people on BART right now. There were these two, like, fucking ugly people, and they had triplets, and they were all ugly. But then check this out. They had a fourth kid, also ugly. Fuck you, people. You tried three times. It didn't work. That kid's going to steal my water in the apocalypse. Fuck that kid. Mad about Bart. Also, you said, my grandma always used to say to me when I was little, ugly people fuck too, Pam. And like, I don't know whether, I'm not fucking, so am I ugly? Am I not? I can't figure it out. What is this advice? And I was eight. So why? I think I'm a San Francisco six. You're laughing too hard at that, Harvey. That's not okay. I know I'm a Monet. I look good from far away. And then you get up close and you're like, dots, slashes, what is holding that image together? Ketamine. That's insulting. <laughs> no, it's not. It's weed. It's a lot of weed. Anyway, I'm a San Francisco six, I'd like to believe. I'm a Greek island four, but strangely an Albanian 11. You know where Albania is? No. Don't, don't put push back then on this. There was this group of 27-year-old Albanian men, and we were talking through the Google Translator, and they were hitting on me hard. And I was like, what is wrong? Where are the Albanian women? Are they all dead? And they said, no. Albanian women are very strong, very married. So, yeah, so all Americans are weak sluts, I guess. That's exactly, I was like, ah, I'm not a weak slut. And they're like, suck. And I'm like, Ugh. I'm going through menopause. And then they wrote, and I said, I'm go- I literally wrote this on the Google Translate. I'm going through menopause. No one will have a good time. <laughs> and they <laughs> looked at me and said, your friend just left in perfect English. So I was like, these assholes. Anyway, not part of the joke, just part of the true story. I know, it's so sad. My life is so sad. Uh, I'm writing a musical. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, it's coming out. I've got like a bunch of songs. <laughs> it's about a, a woman who, a, j- a little girl who gets cursed by nuns to become a nun, and then sh- she's weird, and, and then she talks to Jesus all the time, and then Jesus becomes her real-life boyfriend, and then they save all these cats. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I know, it's good, too. At the next open mic, I'm going to sing one of the songs from it. Uh, I know, whoa, because it's a mixed open mic. Okay, honka honka, that's my thing. So, it, it is, I was three minutes. I'm not going to give myself more than everyone else, you know. I'm, f- I'm fair about it. This guy is a per actual person, that's miraculous. Why do you live around the corner? Why are you here? You seriously? For to be here on purpose? Like what? I'm I'm confused. Like this this is the most interesting thing that happened tonight. Why we what you saw It's so this is therapy for you? Oh. Are you going to get up and try it? Are you going to talk about your grandma? Is she, do you have any deep memories that you want to divulge? There was a child in here today and it looked at me 
And it said, no, it did. There was a child in here. There were a bunch of them there, junior hires. And one of them looked at me and he said, what do you think about online connections? And I was like, with people? <laughs> and I, t I told him, I said, I'm 48 and I've never been on a dating app. And he looked at me and he goes, oh, and I, said, I, said, I said, I'm 48, I've never been on a dating app and I've never seen the movie Titanic. And he goes, me either. And I was like, the movie Titanic? He's like, yeah, and I've never been on a dating app. And the teacher looks at me and goes, he's 12. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I'm not, I'm not flirting. Am I flirting with a 12-year-old? Is that what? I'm so out of touch with reality that I have no idea what happened. Mark Neuer likes that little truth. All right, your next comedian coming up to the stage. Put your hands together for Mo. Yay. What's up, guys? This white lady came up to me outside, looked at my hair, and said I would kill for those curls. I was like, kill who? <laughs> There's only me and you here, <laughs> and I have the curls. <laughs> Get out of here, white lady. <laughs> um, so my actual full name is Muhammad Muhammad. Can you believe that shit? That's the one both my parents agreed on. God bless them. My parents are immigrants. They fucked up the paperwork, gave me the same name twice. But, the, but they didn't learn, you know? Like, they fucked up my little sister's name, too. They wanted to name her Nala, like Nala from The Lion King. But they spelled it N-H-L-A. Also stands for the National Hardwood Lumber Association. <laughs> so that's my little sister. Thanks, mom and dad. Um, I came here 10 years ago this month. I'm an immigrant, so 10 years in America this month. Thank you, thank you. I do have a lot of gaps, though, because I didn't grow up here. Um, like I just found out about the Itsy Bitsy Spider. You guys know about this shit? Everybody everywhere knows about the itsy bitsy spider, you know? It doesn't sound like something I need to know, but for some reason everybody else does. I like I, I legit thought Peter Pan and Peter Parker were the same person until last year. You know, so I, I do have a lot of gap people are always like, What do you live under a rock? And I'm always like, Well, actually Egypt is west of a rock. But Americans are not great at geography, so I get it. Um I'm uh, I'm dating an older woman. There's a couple of decades between us. We met in high school. She wasn't a student. <laughs> um. She uh, she keeps accusing me of having a thing for white girls. I keep telling her I just have a thing for girls. You know, I don't really discriminate as long as they're over forty. <laughs> Um, but she's cool. The other day we, we got really high. We both took our trash out for a walk. Like we took a bag of trash outside the house, smoked a cigarette, turned around, brought the trash back inside, sat down and just continued smoking weed. So we have a great relationship, obviously. 
Um, she does catch me off guard sometimes. I uh, I was watching the World Cup with her, and Croatia was playing. And she goes, I remember when Croatia became a country. I was like, damn, bitch, you're older than Croatia? She said she remembers when ranch dressing came out. She's been through a lot. Um, I'll leave you guys with this. I'm, I'm colorblind. And uh, this girl the other day was like, maybe you're not colorblind. Maybe it's just because you're from Egypt. I know, I was offended at first, and then I thought about it. Everything in Egypt is just tan. You know, the people, the pyramids, the sand. This bitch has got a point. Anyway, that's my time. Thanks, Pam. Thanks, everybody. Clap your hands together for Mohammed Mohammed. We have one last comedian. Oh, my God. You've been here. You've stuck fast. You're awesome. Clap your hands together for Mark Neuer. Oh, my goodness. Uh, there's this new app. You may not know of it. Do you even know it? Not an application. <laughs> I don't need your resume for it. It's, uh, it's a new app. It's called Tubi. Um, Fuck this mic stand, dude. It's a, um, it's, a, it's a video streaming app, and um, a lot of my friends, they keep telling me about it, and it just so happens they're all my, they're all my broke friends. And, uh, and it, 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 I've, I've, I've talked about it, I've asked people about it, and the people that know about Tubi are the broke people. There's a bunch of broke motherfuckers watching free streaming movies, and I'm like, well, that's crazy, you know? It's like, and all my friends are like, you gotta get on Tubi, you gotta watch it, da 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 and then, they always have these like Tubi s ideas, right? They're like, they're like, <laughs> no, like some Tubi fucking ideas. They're, they're like, dude, you gotta put your special on Tubi. I was like, dude, I could just release my special at Goodwill and get the same exact turnout, dude. My special's already on YouTube, and no one gives a fuck, okay? And there's no extra downloading, all right? You stupid bitch. My mom. That was I was talking to my mom. And uh, yeah. So that's a new joke that I'm working on. Um, <laughs> uh, what's a new one? Uh, oh, I was, uh, so, you know, when you smoke cigarettes and you're um, living in a closet, uh, you, you, you run out of cigarettes often. You know what I mean? You're out of cigarettes all the time. And there was one time I, I was walking around downtown and I'm asking for smokes. Like, hey, can I bum a smoke? No. And I'm like, fuck, okay. No. I like, hey, can I, can, I, can I get a cigarette off you? Oh, no, no, no. Okay. <laughs> Like, all right, fuck it, you know. So I decided to change my pitch because I've done sales a lot of my life. So I was like, you know what? It's either pitch, pace, or attitude, right? And I got a great attitude. This was unintentional, but this is good. This is a good, I have a good attitude, and then I flip off the audience, right? I, I did three options. I had a good attitude. My pace was fine, but it's the pitch, right? So I changed the, the pitch. I said, uh, the next guy I saw smoking, I was like, hey, you got a fucking cigarette? And then I shot him in the fucking head. And I took his cigarettes. Now I have a whole pack of cigarettes. Isn't that a great pitch, Mo? That's a good pitch. And I got some free shoes and a scarf out of it, bitch. All right? <laughs> That's a new one. Uh, I'm trying so hard not to look at my phone because uh, I just want to do new material. I, uh, here's the deal. I, I thank you so much. Go fuck yourself. Um, 
I uh, so I got this isn't necessarily new, but it's it's pretty new. Uh, I got this new phone. It's uh, I got a new phone, right? And, and I don't know if you know about new phones. Not it's not a rotary phone. You fuck. Uh, it's a uh, it's a it's a <laughs> uh, make a love for Mr. Weed's brother. Um, it's I got a new cell phone. You heard about cell phone? I got a new cell phone, and uh, it's brand new, and it's a, it's a Samsung Galaxy S twenty three. I don't know. It's a brand new phone, right? And I was like, this is how much. Okay, great. I want it. They gave it to me. I open it up right in front of them. I open it up. Bam. And I'm looking at it, and I see it has, uh, it's a USB-C. And I like USB-C. I got plenty of USB-C charges all over the place. I got a million of them. I'm like, great. You know, it's awesome. The one it came with had a double-sided USB-C, and I got a little fucking anxious about it. What is that? When do they start changing that? I get the USB-C into the phone, but into the fucking wall. What are you doing? There it doesn't exist, you fuck! You give me a brand new fucking cord with two sides, the same fuck, it doesn't work! I'm explaining that to him, and he's like, I, I don't know what to tell you. You gotta get a new block. I'm not gonna get a new block. He's like, oh, well, then I don't know what to tell you. You get a cordless charger. I go, okay, I like those. I got the cordless charger, no problem. All right. I'm looking. No headphone jack. What? No fucking headphone jack! Where'd it go? And he's like, oh, I don't know where it went. I, where, where the fuck did it go? It's gone. There's no headphone check. There's just a USB-C place. Yeah, you got to get a new headphone. No! I'm not going to get a new headphone. What are you talking about? Just put the fucking headphone jack back. Well, we can't do that. Well, what the fuck? <laughs> and he said, well, what you got to do is you got to get the, head, the, 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 the Bluetooth uh, AirPods. Well, I, I like the Bluetooth. I prefer, I like the Bluetooth. I'm a big fan of the Bluetooth. I'm a fucking huge fan. You call me a windmill. I'm a huge fucking fan of the Bluetooth, okay? Did you, did you catch it? Did you catch the wordplay? Did you hear the windmill? You heard that? You fuck. I go over to the Bluetooth headphones. I, say, I look at it. I say, $150. $150 fucking dollars! I just want to fucking... I just want to watch porn, goddammit. I just want to come. $150 to fucking come. I can get a prostitute. What the fuck? Um, so those are all my new jokes. Um, can I get feedback or do you not have time? No time. I'm going to kill myself. Thank you. Bye. Yay. Mark Neuer. We did it, everyone. You stayed to the end. That was really awesome of you to stay and enjoy the rest of your night with your other open mics. And thanks for being here. Yay. <laughs> Baby, please don't go. Baby, please don't go. I'm swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Oh, <laughs>
Saint Patrick go? Namaste. Every Monday at 6 p.m., it's Joke Workshop, streaming live on mutinyradio.fm. Lift the veil from your third eye on joke creation and what it takes to be a stand-up comic in the five shakasanas of San Francisco's comedy scene. This all-ages open mic invites Oh, pre-sign by Venmoing 2 to $5 at Mutiny Radio. Join us live for a small and special audience at the Mutiny Radio studio and gallery performance space, 2781 21st Street at Florida Street in the deep, deep, deep mission every Monday at 6 p.m. Does my ponytail look cool? Thank you. Namaste. Tuesday used to be the most unlikely night for fun. But every week at 6 p.m., come to OMG's Tuesday Open Mic. And see comics work out new material for free. For free. They get your Tuesday night party on with two-for-one well drink specials during the 6 to 8 p.m. show. Check out Eventbrite to reserve your free seat every Tuesday, 6 p.m. At OMG on Savory 6th Street. Savory 6th Street. Show up to go up. Hey, kids. It's your pal, Spiderman. <laughs> Sorry, Spiderman. Mortimer Spiderman. When I'm not swinging through the senior facility, best in Mysterio at Boggle, or getting beautifully plowed by the Rhino, I'm headed down to Mutiny Radio at the corner of 21st and Florida. They got some schlemiels doing the laugh lap. But hey, don't be a schmuck and donate 2 to $5 on... Hold, hold on, what is this? Let me get my glasses. The print's too small. Venmo? That's not real. What is that, Swedish? You knew that, right? This is in San Francisco. I'll drown it on. It's nap time. Weekly comedy at the best neighborhood bar in the city. Join your friends from Mutiny Radio every Thursday at 8 p.m. at the Bar on Dolores at 29th and Dolores. Starting after any very important sports game that might happen to be on, you're guaranteed a night of laughter for free. And when paired with the drink specials and the nicest bartender in San Francisco, it'll become a Thursday ritual. Show up to go out for comics, and please reserve your free tickets on Eventbrite so we know you're coming to laugh. There is... <laughs> happy, happy hour the, is when... The... Comedy is the cheapest. Happy hour, the most free two hours of hour-long comedy on the radio and internet streaming live at 2781 21st Street. Come down, be in the audience. Dog friendly. Dog friendly. We are. Mutiny Radio is absolutely dog friendly. Ooh, a dog party. Ain't no party like a dog party. <laughs> dog party at Mutiny Radio. Every Friday, dog party at Mutiny Radio. Happy hour. <laughs> 278 121st Street. Happy hour. Mutiny Radio. Dot FM. Here in Dot SF. Calling all crusties, punks, and poses. Pick your posteriors up off the pavement. Pack up your pins and patches and prepare to party. The Pacific Northwest Vest Fest returns this Saturday only at the SeaTac Expo Center. 
Whether you're a leather lover or just a denim demon, if you're looking to dress to impress for less, do not stress. You'll find all the best in pre-distressed vests right here at the Pacific Northwest Vest Fest. With over 40 vendors selling countless crossover styles, you'll find the perfect thing for your scene. Metal, thrash, Walmart, high-vis, and everything in between. All in one place. One day only. Unless it's a jacket. If you need a jacket, take your square ass somewhere else. Never pay for fabric you don't need and ditch the sleeves, but save the rest for the Pacific Northwest Fest Fest this Saturday only at SeaTac. Bring a can of PBR, get it half price. Daddy, Daddy, what are we gonna do today? At 2 p.m. on a Saturday afternoon? Oh, over there at the parklet in front of Atlas Cafe for Titans of Comedy. That That's Titans of Comedy. Apparently, they've got great sandwiches, cafe drinks, and even some of my favorite beverages, like beer, wine, and sangria. All the things I drink to forget your mother. My new Uncle Blake says you smell like a brewery. What did I say about interrupting me? Anywho, right here on 20th and Alabama in the Deep Mission, paired with tasty comedy from Bay Area's favorite comics. For free! Every Saturday, or at least the two Saturdays a month that the court mandates have to see you. It's sunshine! And even in the drizzle, but not too much. And Daddy, remember after soccer practice when it was raining and you didn't come? I really don't. Anywho. You take it with the freezers. Reservations on Eventbrite. Talking. L-S-D. Fap. Acid and fapping. Fapping and acid. Acid and fapping. Fapping and acid. Fap, 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 acid. Thank you. That song is called Acid and Fapping. Up in the head, Mutiny Radio Festival, ahoy! Ah, very good! Ah, very good, legless Joe! I'm surprised you can see from the crow's nest with no legs! It's to get ready! Crew, the festival is upon us! Scurvy Steve, how many comics? Over a hundred comics! 
You're looking good, Scurvy Steve. Glad the scurvy hasn't taken you. Aye, aye, Captain. You, No Liver Mary, how many venues? We've got nine venues, sir. And you, boy, what's your name? Very good. And finally, Eleven Fingers Sally. What about the tickets? You can find all of your tickets on Eventbrite, sir. Check out www.mutinyradio.fm What is that? I don't know what a website is. I'm a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> but but f- quick to the festival. All oh, sails ahead. Arr. Pirate Arr. noises. Ambiance. W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T. That's an acronym. It stands for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. I have a really interesting story about the origin of our name. Oh? Yeah. It was called Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube, and it got abbreviated. Just some random mutiny person gave that to you. Yes. And we are, speaking of Random Mutiny person, we are Random Mutiny Radio people on randommutinyradio.fm. Go to mutinyradio.fm. There's a whole world of streaming shows and music and live events right out of the Mission District of San Francisco. It is Mutiny Radio, and we are happy as a clam in the land of Uncle Sam to be right here, right now, Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We air once a week. We stream. That's the first time you can hear us. You got to go listen to us. On the uh, it's uh, audio only, audio RSS feed. All right, so yes, and we have an RSS feed. If you want to subscribe to our podcast, do so by our acronym LWAFLMOYT. We watch a full length movie with you, you listen to our podcast, you watch the movie at the same time. And if you don't want to do all that manual work, subscribe to our YouTube channel. A-F-L-M-O-Y-T makes it easier. We'd like you to donate to the station. Go to Venmo and donate a couple bucks to At Mutiny Radio. So, Carl, what is the movie we are seeing today? The Great Gabo, 1929. The Great Gabo with two Bs, 1929. That's what you put in the YouTube search engine. The, as in not the, because it's it's just a a G. So it's the the, great Okay, you know how if it was Awesome that. Gabo, it would be The Awesome Gabo, but it's right. not Great Gabo. On The Simpsons was The Awesome Gabo. The Great G-A-B-B-O, 1929. The channel we like is Cinema For Real. Cinema For Real with the number four? 
Yeah. Well, you, you won't find another one. You'll see it cinema. Yeah. The other you'll ones see have commercials. That's why okay. we don't like them. Yeah, there's, this movie has been around for a while. It, it was an inspiration for The Simpsons. That's the first time I even heard of the Gabbo yeah. uh, ventriloquist. And uh, when I realized there was a movie, and I realized that we have a movie podcast called L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. As soon as that occurred to you. I was, I, yeah, it was true. Yeah, I got a match here. Wait a minute. I was hand gliding at the time. And uh, we were watching it. So there's a lot of versions on the YouTube. We like cinema for real. We want you to go find that. The Great Gabbo, 1932? No, 1929. So this movie and is like 93 years old uh, as of this record. Yeah. As of this recording, this movie is 93. It's almost seven years shy of 100 years old. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm going to watch something that's 100 years old. Life marches forward. And the, you know what I like about it? But this is this is content for the podcast. Let's get to the countdown. Okay, let's get to it. Okay, okay. so the let's get to Gabo. the countdown. Yeah, go I ahead, just Carl. want to make sure it's clear to everyone. The Great Gabo 1929 Cinema for Real is the channel we like. And there you go. There we go. So we have a celebrity comedian to do the countdown, but we want you to meet the celebrity comedian. Yeah. So Carl went over uh, to their press junket and had an opportunity mm -hmm. to sit down and talk about some real things and get to learn about the celebrity comedian. And yes. of course, I haven't heard of this one yet. Carl, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Pat Dixon. Welcome, Pat. How you doing? Talking to us from Buffalo, New York. Yep. Right. Okay, now, Pat, you are a big-time, big-deal comedian. Uh, you just... Oh, absolutely. Carl, you wouldn't say that if I was. <laughs> you just headlined Comedy Cove. You drove on a Sunday to Buffalo to do more shows. Like all the big-time comedians do. <laughs> right. Well, I'm sure you're aging. Okay, but but mainly what I want to start talking about is your creator and host of the NYC Crime Report yeah, with Pat Dixon. Now, this is streaming on Censored.TV, and you've been doing this a long time, since 2011. Tell me about this show, the people who come on it, everything, you know, like, th that's led you to this point in which you are the crime report guy. You know, I was a victim of an attempted murder, and so it got me interested in crime. I, I, it took a little while for that to manifest as exactly what I wanted to do. But I read a story when I got to New York City in 2006 about a guy who got stabbed on a train. And he nearly died, and he was going to be the fifth victim of that day for a spree killer, Maxime Gelman, you know, back in 2011. And I thought, man, this is fascinating. And I started talking to people at parties about it, bringing this story up, and nobody had heard it, even in the city. And it was all over the place. So I thought, man, there should be an outlet for a show like this. And then the more I started doing it, the more I was like, this really needs to be funny. So I kind of made it like the New York Post uh, with punchlines. And that's, <laughs> you know, that's what it comes down to. I've had attorneys uh, on quite a bit. I've had ex-cops current cops, uh, a lot of people like that, some marginal characters sometimes, and, and you know, then the the occasional, you know, big name of Bobcat Goldthwait or something like that. Nice, Just nice. Up. Yeah, and, and I've met a lot of interesting people through it, you know, and, and Ann Coulter and people all over the city, and, uh -huh. uh, and that's how I got onto Compound, doing it there, and then it became a visual thing, and now it's on Censored.TV. Okay, and... Now, this is started in 2011, so this attempted murder was prior to that. Now, this was an ex-girlfriend 
who tried to shoot you? Tell me what 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 went on there. Oh, you know, she was nuts, and she, uh, I mean, was just like had had enough of my shit. And after we broke up, she decided she wanted to uh, exact some sort of revenge, you know. So she stalked me for a couple of weeks, and then she, uh, you know, found me in an IHOP and had a gun, took it away from her. There was a skirmish. And she was convicted of attempted second degree attempted murder and got eight years house arrest. That's the, uh-huh. the thumbnail version. You know, the, of course, she was very fun uh, originally when I first met her. You know, not that way at all. So a lot can happen between April and December, as it turns out. <laughs> now, three weeks of stalking, and she chooses the IHOP. Do you think she was just getting her nerves? I mean, what was she looking at? Were you with some other woman? Well, she didn't know I, where I was, you know, and so I think what it was, she didn't want me to go back to my wife. So, you know, she she found out from a guy I was working with where I was working and then drove a couple of hours to do this thing. You know, it's very premeditated and everything. They wanted to yeah. start with the uh, first degree attempted murder, but, you know, she flea bargained. And, yeah, it was, it, she had a suicide note the whole bit. She was going to take care of herself after? Uh, well, you know, I think sometimes people find that they can live with the fact they shot somebody a little bit better than they uh, might have. Yeah. But so, I mean, we don't know if she would have followed through on that or not. But you know, that was the plan. Okay, now did she really serve the full eight years? Oh, I don't know. I mean, like, I, I, it was supposed to be over in 2012, and I frankly stopped keeping up. She did oh. friend request me back in like 2008 or seven, something like that. <laughs> Did you accept? No, I, I did Come on, let bygones be bygones. It's just a little murder. I mean, it's so old now, you yeah, know. Actually, that would have expired the order of protection, you know, and she could have been on my door in a couple of hours uh, legally. So that's <laughs> the law. You know, stick within the parameters of what they set forth. I have to trust the authorities know what they're doing. That's what we talk about a lot on New York City Crime Report. It's a pro-law enforcement show generally, so people – have a way of hearing that message. I think there's so many negative messages about law enforcement. And look, I can't really say the law is perfect, and I can't say the cops are perfect, but I do know that the cops are at least trying to preserve some order, and I think that that's more than we could say about the legislators a lot of times. Mm-hmm. So you also impressed me because you were on, you had a Comedy Central special. Now it's Comedy Central Presents, so I guess you were a featured comedian. It was a half hour of material. Yeah. When was this? It wasn't like your special on Comedy Central. It was a show of, that comedians, you know, each week would be a different one. Yeah, it was It was just, you know, now they have, I think they call it the half hour. And so they have a series where they had, you know, everybody does their half hour special. And it's um, Comedy Central Presents, Pat Dixon is what it was uh-huh. called. Have your own background you have to come up with and all that stuff so it's very themed towards you and everything it's not it's not like a uh like a quick short thing obviously half an hour or something you know, that's right. the way it came to new york city but i mean long story short you know that was in 2006 and you know it didn't get the traction that like jim gaffigan got you know uh-huh. something yeah. like that you know his special was just like they played it endlessly and I'll tell you something about that special. I had food poisoning while I did it. So Really? Yeah. I had thrown up the night before and all that day, and, and I had to get a B12 injection from a doctor to even be able to do the special. I mean, I, I had a fever. I was, I had I'd gone out to dinner the night before and had uh, rabbit for okay. dinner, yeah. and I had uh, partridge as an appetizer. So okay. I'd, 
rabbit. And those are two animals that I don't normally eat, and I don't suppose they can cook properly or something. I don't know. The Gramercy Tavern, it was an expensive meal, you know. It's not like I was getting it off my... Yeah. Uh, it wasn't pepper and squall. Yeah, it wasn't street meat or anything, you know. Uh, but, you know, the doctor offered that he's like, you might want to wear uh, an adult diaper. I'm like, I'm not doing that. It's not that bad. So you had to go out there, put on your best face, pretend it wasn't going on, say, I can hang on for 30 minutes here. This is an opportunity I cannot blow. Oh, yeah. I absolutely had to do it. You know, there was no getting around it. They all, they had everything set up. The background was there. Everything was, all systems go. You know, you can't be sick. It's it's one of those things. You just, you're not allowed to be sick in that moment. So Yeah. Yeah. I and mean, I did all right. You know, I did all right. It was, it was, I was a little sweaty and a little, you know, but I, but I made it. Now, I see you today, and you really go quite blue, even as while you're telling the audience, I'm not going blue, right? So uh, yeah. I'm sure that wasn't this special, right? This was earlier material. Yeah, it, was, it had to be TV-friendly, and there's always a debate about that stuff. And you'd be, you'd be amused by, like, how specific the debates get, you know, exactly how you can say a certain thing. And the only thing they made me take out, like, absolutely no – there was no talking about it. it. Was something about had something to do with uh, disciplining your kids, uh-huh. uh, domestically, that domestic violence style or something. Corporal you know. punishment. Right. Uh, yeah, spanking, hitting them or something, and like they they didn't want to hear anything about it. There's no okay. changing that joke. But okay, now let's talk about the punch. Okay. Okay. Now, in 2015, you joined Compound Media. As yeah. one of the, you know, based on the strength of NYC Crime Report. And, um, okay, so Dateline, June 20, 2022. What? G Gino had Felicia Gillespie on, right, in hot water. Right. So you entered the bar across the street. What's the name of that bar? Sullivan's. Sullivan's. You entered Sullivan's with no intention of punching anybody. Tell me what, in the heat of the moment, led you to do it. Well, I was, I was, like, perturbed or whatever, but, I mean, until I saw, like, uh, both of those two in the bar together, I wasn't yeah. going, uh, I, I didn't really know what I was going to do. I, I think I was just going to go talk to Gina, like, what the fuck? I knew he'd be in there. I wasn't 100% she'd be in there, but, like, that just brought it home. Look, I mean, you never want to punch somebody. It's not, like, a good thing to do, but, like, sometimes you act on a certain amount of anger or frustration or something you feel. I mean, like, I can't even explain what makes that situation any different. Uh -huh. It's just it's something that really came to a head. And I and I knew that he had brought her on the show strictly to fuck with me. And, like, uh, right. people fuck with you, and it's just not fun. It's just okay. like, I'm not doing that. And, you know, it was a particular, it's, uh, you know. You just found yourself doing it. You were in the middle of swinging. I mean, you're just. I couldn't it. it was surreal. It was it was an out of body experience. You know, it, it was very different. It's not something I've done ever. You know? Right, you haven't punched people ever. Never, never. No, I've never done that, and I did in this case. And it was, it was uh, geez, I mean, what can you say about something like that? It's it was. I was more shocked probably than he was. Yeah. Now, um, it was a really good punch. Do you use that in, in punch in your stand up now? Because that punch really hit. Oh no, that 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 punch that I gave him had half the punch of my stand up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of punches in stand up, but you were off stage, so that's why I'm surprised. Now, 
when you found out that your punch, because you left right away, you had no idea what your punch had done. When you found out that his jaw was broken, what was what was your emotion finding out that news? Pride, of course. You know, I never felt bad about that. I like, oh my god, I don't know. I mean, like, look, obviously, I didn't intend to break his jaw. Yeah, that's why. I'm not convinced that he had a broken jaw. I, I mean, like, I. Well, he was all wired up. He had to have soft. Well, he had surgery to get his wisdom teeth removed, you know, and I think that they, they might have done some wiring because of that. I, I'm not convinced that his jaw was broken. Uh-huh. I think everything was a little too perfect. I mean, I don't want to go into a bunch of details, but right around the time, okay. I started to kind of go, oh, okay, I guess everything's going to be all right. And they were laughing about it one day, about four days later. And, and then it was, and then, you know, over the weekend, uh, it seems like suddenly things changed and he came back and it was like, oh my God, he's on death's door. He's, uh-huh. a, he's he's got all these permanent injuries and shit, and then that's what justified firing me. And then four days after they fire me, he's back at work, you know. So suddenly he's okay. Give me a break. He just wanted me to get fired, and that's fine, you know. Whatever. He he, he made every he made uh, the compound management afraid of a lawsuit, you know, because he wanted to uh, get revenge. He didn't want okay. me to be there. He's he's very big on everybody being on his side. And all this shit, you know. And he, yeah. He made it about a lot more than just a punch. Okay. So in the end, he sort of like got into all this like character assassination and shit like that, and pretty, you know, whatever, obnoxious. But at the same time, I guess I must have really rattled his fucking uh, cage. World. Yeah, it really seemed to change his outlook, and he became very boring talking about it a lot. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people were thinking, this is very tedious. Can you talk about something else about this? <laughs> That was what's on his mind. Yeah, that's all he could think about. You know, we could have all moved on. We could have all made up. We could have all still had jobs. But uh, he didn't want it that way, you know. So here we are. Now, Anthony Cumia is in charge of Compound Media. Was he nice about it, the way he let you go? Did, what, it, did he give you any shit? Like, how did it go down? Well, you know, like after I punched Gino, I walked out, I went right to the studio and I was hanging around waiting for Anthony to come in and start his show and he was a little late. I didn't even know that he was at Sullivan's at the time. So, you know, Ant just kind of like breezed by me, said, don't even talk to me, I'm going to go do the show. And then okay. I, the next time I talked to him, I mean, he was, he fired me and he was uh, very cool about it. He goes, he, didn't, he, was. he didn't want to. He said, I don't want to do this, but... You know, uh, certain okay. factors here, and you know, it's just like something that we've got to do. And like he didn't, he just in and I was, and I I could say more, but you know, I don't I don't want to go into too much. Okay. You know, but but he he there were, there were certain things said that I was like, oh, that's okay, good news, you know, whatever. And you know, I got my final check and and all that stuff. It was all fine. Uh, you know, but I did have to leave New York because. You know, without like, uh, there was there was a month. I mean, I I didn't go to censored immediately after uh-huh. that. Censored TV, where I am now. So I had to kind of, uh, you know, I figured like, look, I'm not bringing in uh, the paycheck anymore. So if, you know, if you don't have a paycheck, you can't really stay in Manhattan. Absolutely, it's very pricey. <clears throat> now yeah. this. 
So we're having some internet interruptions. I don't know if you just said a last sentence. The place I was going, I was wondering, you had said at Scotty's last night that this is old news now, right? Let's move on. I mean, it happened yeah, in June. Kind of. Yeah, it was June, yeah. Now we're in September, for Christ's sake. Okay. Now. But I'm, you know, at the same time, it's like, I get it. It's an interesting thing. I mean, like, uh, it's. It, uh, Kevin Brennan told me he's been doing comedy in New York. In 30 years, he's never seen a comedian punch another comedian. Ah, yeah. So you're groundbreaking and yeah. jawbreaking, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. I'm still not convinced. Uh, Last question on this. I wonder if you regret it. If you could go back in time, because you wouldn't have lost the job. If you could go back in time and suck back your fist, would you do it? Nah. Had no. to be done. <laughs> oh, my I goodness. I wouldn't have done it as a considered thing, you know, had, had I taken, I mean, like I had found out the thing that made me so angry about 20 minutes before and, uh -huh. you know, had I like had a little lead time on it, you know, maybe it would have been different. Like since it's already happened, everything, I, I like being at censored.tv, compound is great also, but I, uh, you know, it's just, fuck it, you know, okay. I mean, like, uh, why not uh, roll with reality? I, I, I try not to have too many regrets or do anything that's too regrettable, and I don't think this falls into that category, you know. Yeah. In the end, uh, I got the girl, and, you know, that's something to be happy about. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's a little book in this, and not a big book, but there's a book in this. Uh, there's something to be written about this. Okay, so... We've already talked about censored TV, okay? This is where I want to go next. Like, how can people find you and follow you out there on the web? You must have a website, but also, like, social media. What's sure. the best place to get your Pat Dixon news? Well, you see my name there, Pat Dixon, right? And so uh, follow uh, follow me at Pat Dixon on Twitter, at Pat Dixon NYC on Instagram if you want. But, you know, if you want to, like, just a general thing, NYC – NYC Crime Report, right? Dot locals.com. People can follow me there, and it's free to follow, and you get some entertainment. And uh, if you want to, uh, you know, contribute or be a supporter, which I'm sure you will, right? Then you can uh, you can do that, and then you get everything that I do that goes on there. You know, and I've got a, it's not just crime stuff. It's uh, I got a, a late night show called Late as Fuck. That goes on. That's a great you know, title. About people who uh, have sex with dogs and get caught, you know, and that's in the news a lot. It's a uh -huh. lot. I think. I mean, it's one of those things that just gets reported and get talked about too much. But it's called dog fuckers. That's better be late, late as fuck. This better be two a.m. show. Yeah, these shows are are available for uh, you know on demand, and 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 there's a lot of stuff already posted there. I mean, plenty of stuff to watch, and I, I, it holds a certain standard. I'm very proud of it, and. That's uh, nyccrimereport.locals.com. Now, that's plural. Locals. Plural. Locals. Gotcha. That's okay. right. Okay, now, Pat, thank you for taking the time to talk to me. Now, everybody at home is poised to watch this movie at the exact same time as we do here in the studio. So everyone at home has got to press play on their YouTube device at the same time we do here in the studio. So, Pat Dixon, why don't you go ahead and give us that celebrity comedian countdown. Sure, why not? Here we go. Three, two, one, go. Is share press going now? Hey, uh, ladies and uh, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for that comedian countdown. This is Eric von Stromheim, the director. He, he's not. He's not directing. No, he's not the director. He is the star, though. 
He is Gabo. Okay. Well, Gabo's not the ventriloquist dummy? Yeah, uh, no. Um, no, Gabo is... No, it's... It, it's um, Arthur Crandall. Oh, I forget. Ollie. Ollie. Uh, Otto. Otto, that's it. Thank you. Right. I'm sorry. Now, I know that. I, I took a guess because of Uncle Floyd. Well, I should have known it was Otto because of um, uh, German, you know. What was, was there an Otto and Uncle Floyd? I think Floyd had a uh, had Oogie. And Oogie was I, a puppet, yeah. Yeah, but didn't he have a puppet pals on the Uncle Floyd show in New Jersey? Um, I don't know. There James was Looney Skip Rooney. Looney Skip Rooney. Yeah, and then there was... There was like Scott or Keith. There's this big kind of heavy fat guy. Oh, so oh, look at this. Oh, I love a movie that opens up with a guy playing solitaire. You know that's going to be a good hour and a half. Yeah, that's right. It's all. Yeah, what do you do when you're bored? You play solitaire. Prepare, the movie. ladies and gentlemen. And this is gonna suck. And no action. Now this is Mary talking uh, to Gabo. The Gabo the puppet. No, uh, the puppet is Otto. Okay. <clears throat> now, here in New Jersey, we had um, an act, Otto and George. Actually, George was the dummy, not... So when I heard this was Otto, I thought it was really neat. Uh, George passed away, too. Uh, Otto passed away, too. It was Otto and George, and George was the puppet. So I thought that was funny. Oh, that's cool. They've been boyfriend and girlfriend for two years, and... What that tells you is it's 1929, and it's cool to be in a relationship with someone out of wedlock, you know? Oh, right, because this is a pre-code movie. Yes, it was a pre-code movie, but the thing is that it wasn't until the late 40s, early 50s that it, that we got real strict with being proper on, t you know, it, in the Roaring Twenties, which this isn't, it's 29, it's after that, but in the Roaring Twenties, like, it was cool to be gay, and it was cool to be smoke pot, and it was cool to, it was like a, a more enlightened time, and you could be in a movie saying, I've been banging this girl who's not my wife for two years now. <laughs> I, I take it back, a hundred years ago, it was cool. Yeah. Yeah. 80 years, 70 years, not as much. Now, so you're right. There's one bed in this, and I like I like their apartment. It looks like an apartment. They have the bed in the living room, and or the they, you know there's two rooms. Y yeah, what this is supposed to say is they're not impoverished, but you know this is all they could afford in the big city. Now, a big city to the puppet. And yeah, it's responding, and you can see him squeezing the mouth because his hand is not up the the. Puppets took us, right? As they right. say. Right. You see, he's got that lemon thing on the table. He was just holding it and squeezing it, and it makes from air compression, it makes his mouth move. Okay, that explains it. Because it is kind of creepy off the bat that he has a dummy not next to his hand. Right, exactly. Coffee was too hot. Right. Now the yeah, well that's see, that's the thing. Like he he he's being a dick. He's like Where's my coffee? And she goes, it's sitting there. It's been sitting there the whole time. Then he goes, he drinks it. He goes, it's cold. And she's like, because it's been sitting there. So he goes, more coffee. And she brings it. How is it? He goes, it's too hot. <laughs> <laughs> you want to listen to him so you hear what awesome Yeah, like? I do. I, as an audience member, I do want to see this show. I want to see the ventriloquist act. 
What's that? I will smoke a cigarette. That's not impossible. You can do that. Yeah, I could do that. And at the same time, uh -huh. use my voice. Okay, if that was me, I'd just be like, I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, I would, I would have the water drool out of my face. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I will now drink water and so start coughing uncontrollably. Now wait, watch. Mary will drop the tray. Yes. That is fucking inexcusable. She is so fired. Well, that puppet was looking up her dress, taking up skirts. Okay. In this movie, Otto is the cool one, the gentleman who is Mary's. Mary loves Otto. Not literally, but you know what? They're friends. You know what I mean? He's the bad one, and the puppet's the good one. Excuse me, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, the, rest of the cigarette makes you pop like that because. You know, he's not a smoker. <laughs> I will know. <laughs> That's right. Because what's the matter? <laughs> I don't smoke. Do you feel okay? What's the problem, Mike? I don't smoke. <laughs> have the puppet throw up. All right, I have to do this for the open mic, but that means I have to have a dummy. Who wants oh, you. Let's, let's get your ventriloquist act ready. Okay, I will... Drink water and smoke a cigarette <laughs> while throwing my voice. Right. While using my voice. Does he say throw? Uh, or I could say using. He says using, but you know, a ventriloquist throws his voice. That's what how you think of it. Now, in the 1920s, you would be entertained by going to dinner theater, vaudeville, or the movies. And this movie is saying... We not only would show you the behind the backstage drama, right? Uh -huh. So as an audience member, now I could see the show and see the drama behind. No, she is really acting here. Look at her crying. It's like silent movie acting. Yeah, it is. She was a big silent movie star, and so was he. This was yeah. the time. This is one of the very first talkies, like really early, like a year into it. We're we're not really going to hear the original audio because, of course, we're going to talk over this movie. But you have watched this movie several times. What do you think for like an early talkie, like as a sound quality? Does it does it has weird? Is it like? No, it's okay. It is crackly. Um, okay, so I think we're okay. Uh, I just want to tell you that this is in public domain. Hold on. Oh, all right. Let's listen to okay. it all day, every day. The public domain version available on the internet archives run about 68 minutes. The original film ran 96 minutes, including exit music. A 94-minute public domain version is now available. I think that's this. That's what we're watching, yeah. Okay. Now, next thing I want to say. Let's suppose it wasn't, uh, you know, domain. I mean, it's so old. Do you think they'd come sue us? Like, who owns it? MGM, like whose whose radar is it on? Listen, that... I mean, like w w there was movies, famous movies from 1929 that no way we can watch them. I mean, Wizard of Oz was what 33, Gone with the Wind. Right. Yeah. You know, that was what six years, four years from now. You know, so there there were big movies, maybe Wings, the Oscar movie. I don't know. I, I don't know. I always thought the Beatles was so much better. There was good Wings had good material. Right. Yeah. If I hear it you. wasn't the Beatles, I wouldn't be listening. 
I couldn't believe yeah. they gave the Academy Award. Yeah. It was look a silent. Her. I'm sorry to interrupt. But I just want to show, like, look at her servicing him. Like, she, yeah. he does, she does everything. Look how upset she is. By the way, she was go she did audition for uh, Gone with the Wind, and they oh. didn't pick her. Um, not for it's for Belle. What was her name? I have it here. Not Scar Scarlett O'Hara. No, it wasn't. Um, Belle Watling. I think she was the one who wanted to buy Scarlett's house, and Scarlett chased her away. If you, if you remember the film, do you remember the film? The house burned down. Like she, Scarlett should have taken the deal. <laughs> did you not see? No, I did. No, it was. I only watched. Listen, Gone with the Wind. It's like really boring, and then finally the carpetbaggers show up, and I'm like, finally, something I can relate to. It's our team. Yeah, like they literally have a bag made out of carpet. <laughs> okay, listen, the, the house did not burn down. Tara yeah. made it through the Civil War, and Belle Watling now was rich because she Tara was... being the estate name. Yeah, yeah, and so it was dirt cheap, and it survived. Anyway, it's a weird scene. Like, he comes. We shouldn't be talking about going with the wind during <laughs> Right, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's dial it back, huh? This is the neighbors, okay? Um, her name is Babe in the movie, and his oh, name okay. is Neighbor. <laughs> in the really? Yeah. Well, in the script, he is credited. At, he's uncredited. He's uncredited. Was, isn't she in the, in the title Picard that we saw at the beginning of the film, place card? Where it said her placard, placard, placard. Yeah, her name was Babe. Yes. Ba yeah. This is Majorie Kane. Majorie Kane. Majorie Kane. Uh, she was an American film stage actress born in Chicago. Appeared in more than sixty films between twenty nine and fifty one, occasionally under the name Babe Kane. Um, and that's what she is in this film, Babe. Gotcha. Now the the boyfriend there is just called Neighbor. Um. He's, yeah, man. Pre-code, you could fuck your neighbor, no problem. <laughs> okay, he was in on the water on the waterfront in 1954. Um, he was prolific, and he was on Perry. What? Uh, no, he wasn't on Perry. On the waterfront, was he like? Did he have a wool cap? I think I'm trying to recognize him. Did <laughs> yeah, he testify? Don't he, testify. It was a chilly day, and he was yeah, all chilly. Right, right, because he was on the pier, right? He was walking on the pier. He was working on the pier, and it was really this chilly. Is a, this is a heartbreaking scene. He is just, like, fed up. I mean, he's just being such an asshole. How does he hold that monocle like that? That's always bothered me. He's German. But does it just stick there? Do you have, like, monocle No, yeah. Grouchy, grouchy. It holds it in place. I am a grouch! All those, all those consonants uh, help help keep the uh, glass in place. So wow, clapper! He's really leaving. She still has a security tag on it. Well, she's going to return it tomorrow. How is she going to walk through the doors with the tag on it, though? She's oh, got you mean security? Like when you go? I thought you just meant the tags. The yeah. tag there, yeah. He walked out, and they went whoop, 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 and she fucking <laughs> ran. Fucking worked. It was 1929. I'll see you, Otto. Yeah, well, she is. I mean, you're the only human thing. It's the only human thing about you, Gabba. You're gonna like me. 
Sorry, that's the Simpsons Gabo episode. Like, it's this is the reason why we're watching this movie is because of the, when Gabo yeah. came and took over daytime kids show. Now they got it. You know, it wasn't this movie, and it wasn't the character of the puppet. They did their own thing. Right, but it was definitely based on this movie. It, what a weird yes, coincidence! It has to be. Yeah. It's Arthur Crandall. Hello, Gabo, and he goes, and I'm Arthur Crandall. <laughs> and not, not uh, the great Gabo. Yeah, that's right. right. The puppet's name was Gabo in. Yeah, I know. And and then Otto and George, uh, Otto. You've heard of Otto and George. I've heard of Otto and George. I didn't realize he passed away. So your yeah. your ventriloquist act should be Otto and George, and then you strike through the name. Right. And then you write Carl and Puppet name. <laughs> Carl and Puppet. How about Carl and Puppet? Carl and Puppet. Carl and his Puppet Pals? How am I going to do this, man? I don't want to do it. I have to buy a dummy? I guess I should just buy some kind of... Don't you have, like... I I If you watch us on YouTube, you'll, you'll see our background. I see a closet behind you with boxes. There has to be, like, a doll... <laughs> Right? Like an American doll. Are you going to go back in there? You must. Here, just ask. Ventriloquist dummy, are you here? Yes, Carl, I'm in the box. Liberate me. Carl, Carl, I can't breathe. Get me out of the box. Carl, Carl, I think the mailman's looking at you funny, Carl. <laughs> Man, your ventriloquist dummy is a little creepy. Yeah, just a little creepy. He's um, He watches me at night. That's why I haven't jerked off in Ears, man. Oof. You don't mind that your grandparents are watching you oh. watch Made from Heaven? <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. It's... You got a shoe and a sock and a shirt. <laughs> Carl Hi, Reebok. Hi, uh, Reebok. Hi, Van. What shoes talk? I give up, Van. What shoes talk? Converse. <laughs> I will now drink water as I throw my voice. <laughs> so, what did you decide you would do about it? <laughs> I will now smoke a cigarette <laughs> while throwing my voice. Okay. Carl and Puppet. Carl and Converse. Oh, one more. Carl and Kicks. I'll be here all week. Carl and Kicks. And that'll be the shoot. Okay, I I'm blowing it. Uh, all right. He's... Okay, she's gone now. It's You're her not blowing bluff. it. That was fantastic. You didn't call, call her bluff. Look at him smoking. That makes me think of... <laughs> so, go ahead. It's public domain. Let's listen. Oh, yeah, let's listen. Okay, fair enough. Because the auto is going to talk to Gabo. 
Now look, he does have the pump. But Otto's moving his little head. Oh, well, yeah, I guess it could be up, you know, he could be doing both things. It could be in his palm. Right. You had told me that it, because you thought it was, a, like a murder movie, right? Right. And so I thought that. So I start watching it, and I'm waiting. Okay, once again, the neighbors are being nosy. The girl left. They're not neighbors. They're backstage, you know. That's what I'm saying. They're, they're entertainers. They're not audience members like us. No, they're entertainers. <laughs> oh, I, I didn't mean to say it that way, Carl. Of course you're, of course yeah. you're a comedian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, Carl. I don't know my voice <laughs> while, while giving a BJ. Ow! See, I don't even want to make that joke. Ugh. You would have to get a dildo. Here, hear me out. Ew, no, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Oh, my God. Just to, uh, uh, Commitment to the bit. I don't know. I abandoned this bit. Hey, what if it was the dummies, PP? Right? Well, I, I will now throw my voice. Well, second to that, if I would say, oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, jeez. Oh, God. Carl. Carl. <laughs> Make him. That's funny. Make him. <laughs> the puppet starts voting. Why you have his dick in your mouth? Giving a BJ. I don't even want to make that joke because everybody acts like that. First off, if you actually acted it out, it would be the most explicit thing you've ever done. So I like how you write it down as BJ. When in fact, you would actually, if you committed. No, I would call it BJ. on, And now I don't have to really do it because I can just put my head in the lap. I don't really have oh, to. Oh, right. That's an indelible indel image. I'm not. Uh, I think it will burn in there. No one can, like, unwash their eyes. Wash their eyes on that. I'm to this bit. You're not going to unsee it, I should say. Okay, now he's going through all the things that she did, and now she's gone. Go ahead. Keep listening. No one's okay. going to sue you, I swear to God. Yeah, but I like us talking, too. Like, I can't we'll hear you. Both. We'll talk right over him. Okay. Rudely. All right, rude. Now, see, he is squeezing it the whole time. Yeah. Is he really throwing his voice, this talented director slash actor? I don't think so, because this is a movie, and this guy was a big deal. He did directing. He kind of got beat down by Hollywood and went backwards to acting again. Sure, you know uh, Sunset Boulevard. He doesn't have a scar, by the way, even though... Uh, this guy who shouldn't have one does. Let's see. No, he doesn't have a star. Well, about that one. There was a. I saw. I finally saw the Donald Trump star on on Hollywood Boulevard. Oh, okay. And I knew it was his because they had four like safety cones surrounding the square, and they had a black tarp covering it. Like not. Then, so you wouldn't. Yeah, and then they had it? they had tape on the four cones. As well, so you can't. And then someone had left Cheetos on the tarp, so I knew that had to be his, right? <laughs> Who would leave Cheetos on the ground on Hollywood Boulevard like that? 
that's a great idea to like come bring some flowers and like lots of Cheetos and yeah. yeah. Look at the scar on Gobble's yeah. forehead, man. Well, so he was famous for it. He's in Sunset Boulevard. He plays the butler to Gloria Swanson, and that's part of the in joke is that this famous director is now you know, you can imagine it's the director himself. Oh, hey, it's the honeymooners. Yeah, it's the neighbors, but now they're at their home apartment. And they like to, variety. Would you turn the sound back up? And they like to squabble. They, it's, you know. it's 1929, and he's reading Variety. Variety is 93 years old. Yeah. Yeah. What we're establishing now is Gabo Patterson. has become successful. He's going to be a big star. So these are bitter New Jersey comics, pavilions. I guess so. They um, perform in Patterson. Okay, John Hamilton, the guy who you see there, just named neighbor uncredited. Yeah. He dies. He was born in New York City, but he dies in Paramus, New Jersey, age seventy-three. Wow. Well, they're in Patterson right now. Are they really? He keeps talking about Patterson. Maybe maybe they live in Manhattan and they commute, reverse commute. Yeah, you know what? That's right. I see it right there in the uh, captions. Holy shit. It's not mentioned in the movie Patterson. <clears throat> Did you ever see the movie Patterson about a poet named Patterson? Uh, who, no. It, he's Patterson a bus, mm -hmm. He was a bus driver in Patterson. Was It, it was named after a poet, right? No, it was named after William Patterson, a colonial figure, a landowner. Uh -huh. um, yeah, and there's William Patterson University. It's, uh, yeah, no, he's a... He's famous for owning land. I'm not sure. He was a colonial times guy. who was a big deal and owned a lot of land in New Jersey, so they called lots of places West Patterson and Patterson. And... Now, he's, like... A big deal now. Famous. And what this weird thing's going to happen, this movie is now going to become a, a musical play. Okay, can we can we bring up our, our favorite part of every movie that takes place in a nightclub? Is this a real place? Or yeah. is this some movie fake place? It seems kind of more realist, right? They got the, the weird car going up and the ballet up front. <laughs> I guess. I don't think, Carl, will we enjoy ourselves? Like, Well, maybe both? this is just a restaurant. It's not a nightclub, and they just have inner... Look at that teensy, teensy table. Well, that's because they're not wearing tuxedos. They got banished to the suit section. Now, look at their total 1920s dress, and it's genuinely yeah. authentic. It's not like this is some... Yeah, and that's some retro, like her hat. Her hat yeah. like, looks like a gumdrop. Both of them, it's awesome. Could you see yourself living in this time? It's just fashion, after all. People are still people. But, you know, my thing is, like, for entertainment, so you and I would go out, we would put on tuxedos, mm -hmm. we would go to a restaurant, and we would have, like, squab with sherry. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I see. They're doing a shtick, and everyone's watching. Right. And the thing is, <clears throat> people think he's wacky, but we know he really... It's a living creature to him somehow. Yes, we need to keep it safe. I'm telling you the way he makes that dummy work. 
He's got the thing in his hand, lady. When you pull his dick, oh, <laughs> when you grab his nuts, oh, <laughs> what's now, up with that weird? Like, um, lukewarm reviews, and it did okay. Um, he's having tea or no brandy, an aperitif. Yes, he's got the sugar cube, like a whole tray of them. Yeah, yeah. he's flicking his ashes on the floor. Or am I wrong? Is there, yeah, no, he's just he does no respect. They're so flappery. Yeah, I know. What I love about it is it's authentic. Yeah, that's the dude. That's the cut of his uh, lapel. Collar. Yeah, lapel. Collar. I've never seen a collar like that in a while. No, it's weird. Like when you see him, this is America, Patterson, New Jersey, and New York City. But it's so long ago that it's a different country. It's a different culture. If we would go out, right, and we would go to a restaurant and we would wear tuxedos and we would have squab and lobster and caviar right. and whatever weird food you ate, and then a band would play and we would stop our conversation and we would turn, or maybe a celebrity is having a joke with the waiter and we we listen, eavesdrop to the ventriloquist. <laughs> and uh, I don't understand. It's like people are singing or people are eating while you're singing. Oh, yes. Walk away. Oh, but except. You're right. That is the shtick they're doing, and it was pretty funny. Did you see this? You didn't, right? I watched a little of it. I watched enough of it to, to get a sense of it, but I didn't get to the end. So our, our you know, Gabo himself, the actor, got, like, re good reviews, and but it didn't really help his career or something. Um the negative reviews called him Aaron Von Showoff. <laughs> now, this was produced and directed by this game guy named James Cruz, and he's married to Mary in our movie in real nice. life. Nice. Um, he was mostly about silent films as an actor and a director. He did a lot of work with Fatty Arbuckle. He worked with Will Rogers. Wow. <clears throat> Now, he also did this film, Mannequin 26, that I think you talk about, right? Mannequin? Wait, you're talking about Mannequin? 1926, yeah. Oh, all right. I thought you said Mannequin 1985. Oh, oh, oh okay. And Mannequin 2 on the move. Didn't you say there was 